You're listening to Close the Loop, a podcast for business decision makers who are eager to put on their marketing hat and prove the worth of their campaigns. Here to get you excited about attribution and invite you to act on these topics is the host, Kevin Dini, a true marketing and data nerd, live and virtual event speaker, and fan of all things Batman. He's joined by a variety of guests, subject matter experts, and colleagues who are passionate about helping business leaders like you to succeed. No need to take notes. Just visit the show page on callsource.com and read the transcripts, watch the episodes, or get any links mentioned in the show. Hello, and welcome to the Close the Loop podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Dini, and today we're going to be talking about small business recession strategies. We're going to be talking a little bit about the recession, a little bit about what that means, helping you understand, I think, from you know a, a broader range what we're kind of talking about, and in general, the strategies that could help a business who's thinking, okay, everyone's talking about this topic right now. This is a big topic. What do I do about it? What can I do about it? Um, what are some ideas that I should consider? I think all those questions are great to have and can actually help your business, you know, at the minimum, try to survive, maybe better try to grow and find new and improving opportunities to your business. So to help us dive into this topic, someone I've had on before, his name is Kyle Griffith. He is a managing partner of the NYBB group where he represents small and mid-sized businesses in need of financial expertise, such as merger and acquisition and business advisory services. Kyle is the chair-elect of the International Business Brokers Association and is the CEO and founder of the M&A, an advisory network for business owners seeking to build, to grow, or to exit their company. So welcome, Kyle. Thanks again for coming on with us. Hey, Ken, it was a pleasure. Um, I just, um, appreciate the opportunity to connect with you again. I just love you know, being on your show and, and very humbled to be invited back for the second time. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was humbled the first time. The second time, like in my head, I'm on cloud, not cloud nine right now. But, um, but in all seriousness, um, this is a very serious topic and a lot of businesses are facing challenges in these times as you race to recession. So I'm happy to share uh, my experiences and my clients experiences with your, with your viewership. Yeah. I have, you mentioned last time, like, Oh, Kevin, that's another topic for next time. And I thought about it and I was like, you know, I keep hearing about this other topic I'd like to talk about too. So I'm, I'm glad you were able to jump on. So hardcore economic definition, sort of aside, uh, recession kind of, if you could maybe talk about a little bit of like, what, what, what is that? So that we can be very grounded on what we're talking about when we say that term, because it's probably going to be said quite a few times during this episode. So what is that? And maybe what does that mean? It's probably different for you ask one person or give you a different response because some companies been, hey, we've been in recession for like God knows how long now. And other companies, wait, I'm doing fabulous, right? What recession are you talking about? I don't see any recession here. But, you know, technically, you know, you're talking about an economic decline or downturn for, for two consecutive quarters. Yeah, I think the economy is starting to stabilize. Um, there may be some increases in interest rates coming again. I'm not an economist, so I'm just putting that disclaimer out there, but I do listen to a couple and get some insights. And it's funny, you speak to three economists, you're going to get three different uh, opinions. But the over-consensus of what I'm hearing from these economists is that uh, it's not going to be anywhere close to what the previous recessions we have had. 
Uh, it's going to be softer. However, it's going to it's going to take it's going to be longer. It will take some more some more time for 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 us to get back get back on track. So, with that being said, you can take it for what it's worth. Um, I would say that we are in one, but most small business owners I know, and most of you folks that are viewing this, are optimistic. To be a small business owner, you always are looking on the brighter side. So, you have a challenge here. We are all problem solvers, right? So, we're challenged. What can we do to solve it? Whether we want to pivot or you know, double down or whatever the case may be. So um, I don't know if I answered that question to, 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 to your best <laughs> liking, but um, technically you are, but maybe, maybe not. We're, you know, let to be seen. Yeah, no, I think you you definitely answered that. Uh, and we were kind of wondering, right? Like, okay, we're going to be talking about recession. So now we have a pretty good idea. Okay, it's the, the market, the economy, there's an impact. There's something has been an impact on the economy and it's, it's not looking necessarily positive, but it could be positive for some industries or some businesses. I also wanted to clarify and ask you, does a recession only impact those massively large businesses or is, a re- is, is the threat or the potential of a recession something that could impact you know, even the local, the smaller businesses, like, is it something that only tends to affect like maybe banks or large companies, large corporations, other countries, or is it something that, you know, businesses small and large everywhere should be considering? Like if we are, okay, what impact could that have on them? See, here's the thing. I, I, to my understanding, your audience is made up of smaller, small businesses, right? It's very important to know that Anytime something like this happens, is the smaller businesses that are going to be impacted the worst, the most. Larger businesses, they have support. Like you've seen what happened before with the last recession where a couple of large companies got bailed out. So they always have, you know, that same, you know, too big to fail sort of thing. So my, my passion is for the small business owners. That's who's most at risk right now in any recession. Um, most of the small businesses that I know, some of them are having challenges meeting payroll, paying their rent. They need access to capital to, to grow and to expand. Larger companies don't necessarily have those same problems. They have, they have a lot of assets. They have a lot of reserves. And you know, for them, it doesn't hurt them as much. It does hurt everyone involved, families, businesses alike. But you know, small businesses are definitely feeling the brunt of it. And, you know, small business owners is a backbone, backbone of the economy. So we need to keep these businesses going. Uh, we, need a, we need robust local communities, right? So that's where we need to help. Uh, they were talking about restructuring the SBA and, and making it more, making access to capital more available to small business owners. So uh, we, we need, that's what we need to help out these small business owners in, 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 in our economy. Wow. So that's a big deal. Right. For the smaller businesses to be considering, okay, if this is happening, if this is coming, it could be coming from me and coming from me pretty aggressively. So what are maybe I mean, this is sort of a general question, right? But what are some of the general threats that come with a recession that kind of pose risk for a small, smaller business? You mentioned hiring possibly, but, you know, and maybe capital, you know, generally speaking, what are some of the threats? So there's a couple of them, right? So number one, I think the biggest challenge right now is workforce and labor. So if you are, your business is on a downturn, right? So you're don't have enough to pay, um, you know, provide bonuses and hire the best people. You know, you see some businesses, you know, start making some cutbacks. They may start laying off employees or cutting back in the hours and so on. You know, that's one of the bigger things, you know, you have instances where, you, know, you have to pay your your your, your lease, your, your rent um, every month, so you may be getting behind on that. Um, landlords are feeling the pressure as as well, 
right? So it's it, it's a multitude of things. You also have the the cost. Uh, I mentioned the cost of labor. You have the, also the cost of supplies, right? Everything is going up with it, with inflation as well. So it unfortunately, what the refresh, recession does, it it creates a, a separation between the haves and the, and the haves nots, right? Uh, what you see happen is that. Most companies wait till they are in dire need of assistance to go out and get financing, right? So when you have a recession and your your, your company things are not going as expected, right? You're not bringing enough revenue. Uh, you don't have enough um, people in your, in your in your workforce and your team to fulfill jobs, and you have a lot of challenges. And you go to the bank. The bank is going to look well. Unfortunately, the past three months, the past six months, when they look at your statements. You know, they don't have much confidence in lending. So it's, it's always important if you need finance and you want to have it when you don't need it. <laughs> it's, it's funny how that works, right? So, yeah. you know, when they're making those offers for you for lines of credit and, you know, getting extensions and your your credit lines and so on, credit limits. Yeah, it's it's, it's very tough, you know, being a business owner, especially in, in, in this particular environment. So, I mean, this is something we've talked about before. I mean, being very, having very clear I guess very correct financials seems to be very important because if you are seeing, okay, this is how it's going to be impacting me, it'd be better to know that ahead of time, right? So, in terms of a business being like, okay, you know, like the recession makes me feel like I need to be head down chugging in my business, working in, you know, in the business and going into my financials seems sort of like it's pulling me out of that. So <laughs> is it's how much more of a priority or an importance is making sure like, okay, we, we can see how, like maybe for the next year or so, we should be looking at our financials a little bit more of a higher priority. Like, is that an important idea or strategy? It's important, Kevin, but think about this, right? Um, we all have been there at some point in our, in our life where um, things are not going as well as planned. And, the, you know, the bank statements come in, you know, the credit card statements come in, all, all the, the, the bills come in and you just don't really pay attention. Why, why am I going to, why do I need to check my, my bank account? Why do I need to balance books? And I already know that my business is not doing well, but that should not be the mindset. You want to get a full understanding of your numbers that actually would inspire you to go out and hit your goals and, and hit your marks. It also helps your projections. If you can have your, you know, your books balanced, right? Um, everything's accounted for and you're following you know, general accounting principles. You can keep track of the revenues you make and then make projections in the future. Uh, you can look back historically, depending on how long you have been in business, you can see how you did as far as your historical revenues in prior downturns in the economy and, and make adjustments, right? Um, no one really has a crystal ball, but history usually tends to repeat itself. So if you have some history in business, you can look back, okay, the last downturn, uh, my revenues went down 20%, you can start planning, planning accordingly, right? And that same thing as well, you can actually, in, in reverse, if you need to order more, more inventory, if the price of lumber or the price of materials is going up, you can start ordering more. We we see that we have more by more and more by clients have um, increasingly more inventory to make sure that they can they can meet the demands of their clients or their customers and lock in lower prices. Um, you know before before it, it goes up. But just going back to the financials, it all starts there. A lot of the buyers you work with, that's a, one of the first things they want to look at, especially if you're looking to sell your company, is understanding your numbers. And you can bring someone in fr fractionally. You don't have to have a full time. CFO or 
um, someone to come in there on a, a, a someone to come in on a part-time basis, help you understand your numbers and see what it looks like. So if you need to make any plans, you know what you have, what you're working with. Yeah, that's, I think that's awesome advice, Kyle. I think that's really good. And the way you put that too and framed it and gave some examples, like with, you know, maybe inventory stocking up, those are really interesting to think about. Um, so on a positive light of it too, right? Are there businesses out there that do really well, possibly in inflationary times? Are there businesses that have the potential to survive really well or to make take advantage of the opportunity that maybe other industries are suffering in with the recession? Most of the time, I feel like recession is mostly a negative topic. But is there the room for an opportunity or are there industries where there are opportunities for them to, to make something out of this downturn? Let me tell you something. As an entrepreneur, there's always room for opportunity. And I can I can talk about this in two different angles. But let's talk about the investment, right? You're looking to grow your business, right? You're looking to build, you know, you, you have a legacy for your family and your business that you're looking to build upon. Um, let's say I'm speaking to the business owner that has their ducks in a row. They fully understand their business. And now you have this recession that's coming. This can be a great opportunity for you to look at your competition, look at opportunity that may, that may surface to you that where you can make a potential acquisition. Number one, um, talent is how it's hard to find, right? It's hard to find skilled people, personnel, key management, and there are companies that have awesome people working for them, but they may maybe maybe in a company that is not in the right direction, that don't have good core values, good vision, and that don't have loyalty with their customers and so on. You know, they can be a, you know some in some troubled waters. So it could be opportunity to come in and and actually help that business owner out that's maybe struggling. Right? People look at think about acquisitions as a negative, but it could be a positive. You can come in there and and help turn that company around, merge those two companies together, and retain those employees. That way, they still have a job. And quite frankly, if you don't do it, someone else probably may do it. So, if you are looking to um, create more robust economy and, and local communities, you know, for your family, it might be a great opportunity. Um, the other thing was I was mentioning about inventory. Usually, when you you know when you Purchase another company, you get opportunity to remove any redundancies and purchase uh, supplies at a, a, at a lower price point, right? Um, if you're not doing so well, right, and you're in a, in a downturn, so a couple of things you can do when business gets slow is actually a good time to to invest in yourself, right? Invest in your mind, start doing some research, reading seeing what in your business can fix because you know it's going to come back, right? Businesses operate in cycles. So if you, have, if you have enough that you could sustain, right? Start doing some research, go to your trade association, read white papers, read publications, just start educating yourself. And when you educate, you can make the right decisions. You're not going to make knee-jerk reactions. Hey, you know, I'm going to close down. I'm going to, you know, you're going to be making educated decisions, Right, and it, it may open up some doors for, for, for some opportunities when you keep an open mind uh, to opportunities that, that can present itself during a recession. When one, hey Kevin, when one door closes, another door always opens. And an entrepreneur, you ha you have to be you have to be agile and willing be willing to adapt and be open. Whenever you're in doubt, you want to reach out to professionals, people on your board, other business owners. You can have someone in the, the county next to you that's maybe going through something something similar. Find out what, what they're doing and can help support you in your in your business growth endeavors. 
Uh, that's really awesome. And I love the the positivity on that, the, the door opening uh, in other areas. You know, like for the business owner who who is feeling like they're pushed into a corner. And I mean, I, I this is just almost like a straight quote of something I saw online, which was, you cannot do anything to combat a recession. That was like someone's sentiment. Like, sure, maybe a recession, but there's nothing you can do about it. That was like one of the things I was reading. And so it, you're kind of suggesting like, look, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you got this business, you've been working hard in this business, don't give up on it yet. Like there are opportunities. And I think that's really interesting, really good. Hey, Kevin, I want to build on that, you know, so most, you, you, your business is like your child that you have birthed, you have nurtured, you have grown. If your child is having trouble in school, they're being bullied or things is happening, would you, would you give up? No, you would not. So ideally, the, f- the first thing I speak to it with, with all of my clients and prospective clients, what's your why? What motivates you, right? Why did you start the business in the first place, right? What is you doing for your local communities that, in, that makes you fulfill your purpose? And sometimes, you know, what happens to all of us, sometimes you get distracted, you get burnt out and like things happen, right? So you have to really look, look within and figure out what your exit strategy is, what your plan is, because if, if it gets to a point where your sales are plateaued and, you know, you're not able to grow or whatever the case may be, and you have other opportunities that come your way. Like I have a client that I sold this, this delivery company about two years ago and the buyer is really excited. He got in, he actually grew the business and he called me up and said, Kyle, another opportunity came my way. That's much better for me. I love this business. I've grown the business, but now you did a great job with the past seller. I want you to help me sell this business. Like, you know, things, things come up with opportunities. So you have to kind of keep an open mind. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's really good. And I think it's difficult too, because you're like, okay, well, maybe there's a couple avenues, you know, like which, which one is best for me and knowing like why you do what you do and knowing how the business needs to grow or how you see it growing is, has a huge potential there, has a, has a great possibility to I think do a lot for the business. So. I, I think we have to be centered. We have to know what our what our purpose is in life. Are we fulfilling our passion? Is this something that we really want to do? And you have to make these decisions. Is is what I'm doing? Is it helping me help my family? I, I you know sometimes when, when I speak with clients, there's two factors that affects the growth of your business. There are internal factors and external factors. The internal factors you can adjust. Right. When you talk about internal factors, you're talking about your books, your records, you know, customer concentration, all the things you have to do with running your business. The external factors, you cannot do anything about the recession. You can't do anything about a pandemic. Some things you have to trust in your higher power that we, you know, we've been through this before and we, you know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to get through this, you know? So yeah, you have, yeah, as an entrepreneur, we all optimistic that we're going to get through this and you want to get yourself around entrepreneurs that think the same way. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. I, I love the ideas too, of finding your, your industry, your network groups, your, you know, whatever it is and finding some other allies, maybe in another area. So it's less, you know, you're not really competitors. Um, now I did want to ask you, uh, cause you had mentioned like, you know, and obviously it was just like something you, you know, no one knows, no one's got a crystal ball, right? But you had mentioned it's possible that the recessionary recession period here that is happening could last a while. So I saw another thing online, which was just ride it out for six months or a year, but that may not be long enough, right? So if it is going to last a while, then it makes me think, okay, businesses have to be considering their strategy for, you know, the downturn market and for a recession. And if it lasts for five years, 
it's not just survive for six months. Like this might be a survive for five years scenario. So for those that are saying just survive, just ride it out, just cut costs down, just shrink down enough to survive. Is that really good enough? So there are two schools of thought here, right? It's when it comes to the profitability of your business, you either increase your revenues or you cut back your expenses, right? That's only two ways you can increase your margins and be more profitable. In recession, you're cost cutting, right? You're looking at, you know, do I need to spend additional five grand in this ad agency? Um, the parties we used to have before, are we still going to have that? Are we still going to take our clients out to lunch and to dinners if that was part of your marketing program? Um I'm a little bit I'm a little bit more different. I, I feel that you have to even push the gas down a little bit more and double down because it's gonna take a while to get that that steamship, that that plane off the ground again. When you wind down your marketing, because guess what's gonna happen? The companies that are resilient that keep going. They're going to reap the benefit of it, and I'm I'm sure some of your listeners have have seen that, right? You dialed on your marketing, your competitors keep going, because there are people that need your services. They need their lawns cut, they need their their plumbing service, they need their HVAC fix, right? They need to get their back aligned, you know, need to get dental work done. Like these services, they are they are services that's going to be needed. So if you're going to cut back your marketing how are your customers and clients going to find you, right? So you do have to work in a budget, right? You have to figure out what's the, you know, at least the least amount you can contribute, you know, to what's marketing. Maybe you dial it down a little bit, but I, I would not recommend it all stop marketing. I, I feel you might have to be even more aggressive or you can use social media, other, other ways, other digital technologies that you could um, still get the message out, but at a lower cost. Yeah. No, I think those are really, really. We've we've seen we've seen a lot of things impact COVID, right? Pandemics have had a major impact on how businesses have to survive and thrive, and it's impacted the marketing, it's impacted the consumer, the customer, the prospect. At the end of the day, it's like, man, a lot of stuff has changed just in the last five years. Even now, we're talking about a recession. Man, we're like adding more and more to like what businesses are going to have to survive right now. So, how is how our consumer like? Not, since we mentioned marketing. How are customer behaviors, consumer behaviors changed in impacting them? Are they like, how is that going to impact? Like looking at from the customer side, that's going to be impacting the business as well. So maybe how is that uh, impacting customer, you know, I guess, optimism, customer spending during recessions? Yeah, I think the, on the consumer side, I don't have the data in front of right now. Um, but um, for what I have learned, um, the consumers really believe we're in a recession. The reports are in, the, you know, the consumer confidence is lower. I, got, I don't have to source of me right now, but uh, they interviewed business owners and more than 50% of them were optimistic that we are not in a recession. But when they interviewed the consumers, most consumers believe, and you know why? You go to the grocery store, you know, the price of paper towels is up. I mean, meat is up. I mean, er everything is up. I mean, it's insane. Prices are going up. Um, See, I, I think it's almost like a 180. It's like night and day between the business owners and the consumers. I do have to say, though, that if you are a consumer, uh, now is actually a good time to maybe look at free enterprise. You know, there are a lot of people that retired early, earlier than they should have, should have because of the pandemic. There are lots of opportunities to make, make money in this particular environment. 
um, and there are talented people out there, right? If you can start figuring out you know, what you want to focus on as far as a business opportunity, um, now is a pretty good time because in the downtime, that's when the ideas come about and you know, you're sitting at home and you're wondering, okay, what I'm going to do next? I just got laid off or I left this job. You know, what, what what's next for me? Um, there's a movement going. There's an entrepreneurship movement. Um, there have been more companies started through COVID than ever before. Yeah, I do feel bad. I, I'm very empathetic as far as what's happening in the marketplace. But as a consumer, like we are seeing people actually starting to grow their own produce and, and being more self-resilient and self-reliant and not necessarily have to need to go out to the grocery stores um and so on so yeah um hey this is america man um we are the best nation in the world and um but where there's a will there's a way so uh we we, we definitely going to get through this yeah no i think that's all really interesting and things to point out like the consumers being learning behaviors that are helping them be a little more resilient and then some even people who were working and then are out of work you know have been and now they're thinking oh maybe i'll start my own so is the I mean, you kind of touched on this, but is entrepreneurship, I mean, that could be, is that like a, an additional threat that could affect other businesses is people who are like, you know, they've been laid off. Now they're going to start the business they've been waiting to start because they were working somewhere else. Is that a, is that a potential threat or, and, and is that a, or an, an opportunity? <laughs> there's never, there's never a threat. There's never a threat. There's more than enough business for everyone. Okay. If you have been running your business, you have a proven process, right? You have been there. There's a lot that you have seen. Now you you can't just stick in a corner or uh, and not innovate, right? Uh, however, you know philosophies don't change, right? Um, you have a service, you provide a service, you get paid for that service, you get paid for that product. Here's one thing, though, Kevin, and this will you know I just have to I just have to be blunt and say this, right? So you have folks that are worked for a company, help that company grow, and there's no more room for them to no more um, equity ownership or, or growth opportunities for them in that business, that, comp- that company. And they began, you know, they got entrepreneurs. Like, I want to go out and do my own thing. I want to build a company or create something that can be an asset, right? As opposed to helping make somebody else rich. Uh, There's a great book by uh, Michael Gerber. You can look up on Amazon. It's called E-Myth. And what he talks about is that to run a business, you have essentially you have three hats, you have the visionary, okay? You, um, you have the management and you have the workers, right? And I'm, I'm saying this because there are very skilled, smart people that work in companies, either in management, right? Managing people or actually the ones actually doing the work. All three are constantly in conflict, right? The owner is pushing management to meet deadlines, you know, get these guys to work, girls, you know, guys and girls to work harder, get, get, get tasks done and so on. And the management has stresses from the top and then now they have stresses at the bottom. So, and then the worker's like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'll work as much as I can in a short period I have, you know, you guys not doing things right. I feel, you know, it should be done a, bit, a better way or a different way. So all three areas are always in conflict. So if you are a worker, you leave, you say, what well, I'm going to, I can do this better than my employer, right? You leave now, start your own business. You're working in your business, not on your business. You're working in your business, providing this product, providing this service. But guess what? You don't have to have the skill set in management, how to manage teams, or as an owner, how to be the visionary 
It's not you're stuck in a rock and your your wheels, you're spinning your wheels trying to figure out how to make this business entrepreneurship thing work. And this same thing happens for all three levels, right? It does take time. So for you entrepreneurs that are listening and you business owners that are listening, you know, you just can't beat wisdom. Um, you just can't beat experience. At the same time, there are opportunities for the young, motivated entrepreneurs to to mentor with seasoned, semi-retired or business owners. And we all could build businesses all together in one big family. You know, what I want to leave with the young entrepreneurs, find someone that has done it before, um, find mentors that can help you build your business. And, you know, those who have been around a while, you know, help out the younger generation because they're the ones that are going to take this company to the next level. Yeah. Wow. That's really good. And something I was hope I was actually hoping to expand upon in what you're saying there is, you know, a business who is now is is there is today right now running some ideas around maybe what it could do to pivot or what it can do to to change what it's doing, given that there could be, you know, the threat of inflation coming, the threat of, you know, downturn coming, the impact that has both on consumers and in the market, like, I know this is like the grand question for the episode, but it's like, what what kind of strategies or ideas are there that ways that for businesses to pivot during a recession to to still grow? This is what you have to do, Kevin. You got to cut out the fat. Um, a lot of companies are spending money that they shouldn't be spending, right? They need to do a complete evaluation of their business, um, see what the leakages are. Um, you have to, you know, start really tighten up the ship. Okay. You may be overpaying for certain things in certain areas. You may have some subscription. Everyone has like subscriptions that they don't need. Okay. So you have to do a complete and you know, what we do at our firm, we do something called a, um, a financial SWOT analysis. Okay. To look at the company and benchmark certain areas. So you may be paying more for labor than your competitors are paying, right? So why are you paying, paying more? Is because you have better employees, you have to bring better value. That may be the case, right? But you identically want to benchmark, you know, you know, what's your turn on your receivables? How long are you taking to collect, right? So the first thing you want to do a complete analysis of your business to see where the redundancies are and so on. That's the first thing, right? Look at the numbers, where you can save. The next thing is that you need to assess your team because we all know, you know, there is 80-20 principle that, you know, <laughs> you know, the 80-20 principle, right? Uh, you have a hundred people in your workforce, 20 of them is probably doing the most amount of work and bringing in the most revenue for your company. So you want to first evaluate what the baseline is for your company, whatever your company morals are right? As far as what you look for in someone, there are people that have certain ethics. And if there's certain uh, revision for your company, you want everyone in your company to, to, to be aligned with that, right? Um, once you establish that baseline, every employee that's below that baseline, either they need to get trained so they can meet that baseline or seed, or you may need to decide, you know, uh, what you have to do with the bottom half, so to speak. So essentially you start working away from the employees that are not really committed to the process and then hiring folks that are even more so committed. So over a period of time, you have a more efficient and and, and productive workforce. So th those are the two places I would start. And then you always want to make yourself, put yourself in a position where you can get financing, whether you need it or not. 
have those lines ready because you never know what you might need to make payroll or you need to make a, make a big order for a product because um, you, you have a shipment that you want to um, fulfill and so on. So I, I, would, I, would, I would start there. Start with the books, assess your books, assess your, assess your team. Actually, I'm going to give one more tip, Kevin, if you don't mind. You want to make your business more reliant on technology. And I say this because once you have a more tech-enabled business, it's easier to scale so some companies to scale, right? If they want to go from, let's say, one million to two million, right? You may have to hire five people. I'm just giving an example, right? You're doing one million when you get to two million, you may need to add five people in your team. If your business is more tech focused, right? Instead of hiring five more people every year, you may need just maybe hire one or two more, and then have the other part covered by a tech technology solution. Right. So see how you can utilize technology to, to scale and, um, you know, build your business that way. Well, wow, those are all really, really fascinating. You brought up the sort of interesting template and model for evaluating both like the, the recession and the threat side was external and internal things. And so you, when you just covered, OK, you got to look at your financials, make sure you you prepared there. You have a great understanding of what's going on in your business. That seems to me a lot of like, OK, here's internal stuff you can look at. And then, you know, amidst all, like there's the external stuff, you're not really having a lot of control on, but making sure your business. And it's something I've heard before, too, is well, you can vote. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's one way to have some control of external factors. You can go out and vote, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, the, yeah, the, the internal, the external, political, economic, like there's a lot there that and it kind of moves a little slower than the stuff that's happening internally. So like focusing on the internal side, you did and you mentioned the technology thing. So automation, operational efficiency seems to be the the solution and the answer I was finding online most often was them saying, you know, this is something that you can push your business further with the same amount of money you're already you've, you've spent. Maybe, you know, it, it's taking what you're doing and making it go further. And that is something that seems to be reflected across a lot of research online is thriving in a recession is going to come from that piece of making sure you're running efficiently, right? That you're business is doing the most it can with what it has and then at the end of the day it's like look if it's if it's still it's still driving you down like it's probably a strong external force that's happening if you're doing everything you can internally the external force is really strong so then but remember that that external force is affecting everyone so we all yeah. in the same you, you understand so even though you have external factors it's not just affecting you it's affecting everyone so um, if you're looking for an exit or acquisition or valuation, you're, you're still at the same level with your peers. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and then the other thing I, I, I came across a lot was making sure that the relationships with partnerships or anything like that is also still a strong, because again, you just mentioned we're all in this sort of, in, a, in this essence, all in this together, right? So if there are channels or partnership, partnerships or networks or anything that can help you either get education, networking, or drive more revenue, bring you more employees, or, you know, just th like maybe help you establish a good relationship with a supplier, like those relationships are, what was mentioned, are also extremely valuable during recession. A thousand percent. I mean, we, we all want to help each other out. There are opportunities to connect folks and 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 be a resource. I think, yeah, when when it comes down to it, when you're in business, it's all about who you know and who's willing to help you, right? So if you keep yourself in good circles in downtimes, you never know who can who can come to your aid. 
yeah. So uh, yeah, your, your network is uh, directly important to your net worth, right? That's what the that's what the saying goes. Yeah. Now, one of the last questions I want to touch on is a little bit more of the emotional side. So how how are businesses surviving the anxiety, the stress, the pressure that you know a downturn or recession can bring? Like from the experience of maybe clients you've worked with, it's stressful just to be a business leader. <laughs> so like the recession is just like another thing that's pushing up. So like the anxiety of the recession, like some people are reading everything and it's making them more anxious. <laughs> yeah, don't read, don't read that <laughs> stuff. Stay so how, how, can, how are businesses like My overwhelmed? TV doesn't come on, man. My TV's off. I, my kids <laughs> watch stuff in their rooms, but um, no, that, that negative news and the TV can put you in a downward spiral. So no, you want to stay empowered. So my, my clients, what I'll tell you, Kevin, so I have one client, he got you know hit, you know, I wouldn't say pretty hard, he's doing okay. He just likes playing volleyball and basketball. That's his time off. That's his recreation. You know, he goes out, you know, he plays with his friends. Um, he goes out to music festivals, you know, um, spends great time with his um, family. You know, remember I was mentioning before, you want to take time to do some research. So it's a good time, you know, you know, pick up a book, you know, read a great book, take that trip. I have another client that loves golf. And he built uh, a virtual golf thing in his office. <laughs> so when he can't go out, he's there. But then he's, he's he was in Pennsylvania last last week. He's in Pennsylvania um, for an outing with the family. So hey, when it, when it comes down to it, I think your health and your well being is most important, right? Was this was was worth having all the money in the world if you can't enjoy it with your family, right? So uh, you know that comes first. I highly recommend that you you work with a coach or a um, I don't want to say therapist, but I mean, quite frankly, it's stressful. And you could actually bring in, you know, if you work with someone that you that you like, you could actually bring that in. You know, you can make it part of your company culture where you can have, you know, have a well-being. You have some folks come in and this is like a spa day, right? Uh, I have one of my clients that does that. They have a spa, comes in and gives all the, um, you know, all the staff there, their mani pedis and and get their facials and all that, all that cool stuff. Um, you know, just think of ways that um, you could treat, you know, treat your staff, make them know that you're thinking about them. Right. Uh, even the smallest things, small things help. Um, yeah. I, I, I would do that. Just think about things. What, what drives you, what makes you passionate. If you have to spend a weekend by your grandkids, you know, hold, hold the babies and, and um, you might reconnect with why you're really doing this, you know? Yeah. No, I think that's, I think in this topic, there's a lot, there's, okay, here's the threat. Here's the opportunity. Here's why you would want, what, where you should go, why you could do what you would want to do. And then why are you doing this? Like, there's a lot wrapped up in this topic of, okay, this is something like there's a hurdle coming ahead, how you're going to meet it. it. There's a lot of questions to be, to consider. I think. Hey, Kevin, I watched this video lately. Yeah. Um, I don't spend much time on social media. When I do get on, for some reason, I get some really fascinating stuff. Um, there was a race. Um, this child, she's maybe nine years old. You mentioned hurdles. So I don't know if you saw it. So she was running and she fell on either the first or second hurdle. And you know what hurdles are, right? Yeah, like yeah. Every second counts. Yeah. So I've seen, you have seen these types of videos before, but this particular one, when I saw it, it's like, it's no way, like you kind of know it's going to end. 
But it's like, there's no way yeah. this girl is going to catch up with the other girls in this race. And I was like, wow. I was like, she fell down. I'm getting chills even talking about this, man. She fell down. <laughs> and I, she was like so far behind and she pushed and she pushed. But guess what? Remember we was talking about the marketing, taking a foot off the gas yeah. in, a, in a downtime? The leader of that pack, hey, um, you know, I'm just going to take my foot off the gas because I'm doing fine. I'm, I'm cool here. Let me, let me cut back a little bit. But it's always that one business. It's always that one entrepreneur that don't have to quit in them, right? That has that fight in them. And that's what this girl had. She had to fight. She jumped all of the hurdles and she came back all around and she won. Gosh, crazy. Yeah. I love things like that. I love that because it's it's something that's applicable to to you. You could be like, okay, that's me in this situation right now. How how am I gonna overcome? How am I gonna figure this out? Can I figure this out? You know? Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you have to be in that position and our natural instincts can get kicking. Yeah. You go in survival mode and that it just just it just kicks in. So I don't know what time you have. I, I, I want to leave everyone with this, right? I had a, a coach that, that I was working with a couple of years ago, and I'll never forget what he said. You must always have low highs and high lows. And here's what that means. When you're doing good, right? You're on high, you're on cloud nine, you know, the registers is coming in, your business is coming in, you're doing great, right? You want to get excited, but you don't want to get too excited, right? Because you don't want to forget where you came from. Right. So you don't want to get so excited. You go take these trips, blow all that cash and, you know, forget what got you there. And you start slipping. You always have to forget, remember where you came from. So you keep pushing and pushing and pushing to keep going up that hill. And, you know, life is a journey, right? It's a process. It's never going to end. It's going to end some point. But while we're here, we take one step again to, to that future. Right. So you want to keep going. Then you want to have high lows when you're at the bottom of that hill. When you're in a recession, when times is really bad, guess what? You kicked ass before and you're going to kick ass again. Like you've been here. Like we are entrepreneurs. We are business people. We have been through this. This, you know, we have that muscle memory kick in and you start going back up the hill. So, hey, we, was, we always had recessions and we always bounce back. So if it's one thing I can leave your listeners with, you know, keep on pushing. Never stop. Keep going. Just Nike. Just, just do it. I think if anything, we've talked all the most about like figuring out where you are so you can, so you can feel a little bit more confident, like figure out what is going on in the business or what's going on in an opportunity. So you can, so much of this seems like it's a motivational pitch, but honestly, the optimism of, of the business uh, definitely has an impact on how it's going to survive the the downturn of recession. So um, we've talked about what the recession is, what it could mean, the threats, the opportunities. Um, we've talked about some of the things that are happening to businesses right now. And also, we've also talked, you know, again, we've, we've been focusing a lot on, you know, that there is opportunity, that there is there's hope, that there's the vision, there is the strategy out there. And everyone is everyone's going through ups and downs in here. So it might be your turn to struggle right now or your turn to be on top, but you know, like there's, there's a good path forward. So that's sort of like a brief summary, but uh, I really appreciate you coming on Kyle. And again, if there's anyone who's like interested in reaching out to you, finding you, connecting with you, what are the best ways that you would have them uh, connect with you? So 
And, well, Kevin, first of all, I appreciate you. I was joy. I, I feel like we having like a conversation. We had the bar, we had a coffee table, just having a, a conversation about this because um, I, I love this stuff, man. I appreciate it. I'm very passionate about this. So yeah, if anyone gets gets a hold of me, uh, so my website is thenybbgroup.com, T-H-E-N-Y-B-B, as in New York Business Brokerage, thenybbgroup.com. That's my main website. My entire team is there. We've been doing this for almost 20 years. Um, so we can help you any of your business acquisition or business sale needs or valuation needs. Um, I love LinkedIn, man. LinkedIn's come a long way. Yeah. And I've been spending a lot more time there having fun. So um, I've been doing some more podcasts, launched my podcast exclusively on LinkedIn. It's called Kyle Sells Biz off the record. Awesome. Um, so you can find me there if you want to hear some more of my banter. And it's <laughs> off the record. It's not recorded. So, you know, you join in, you, you get my stuff, and you can't hold me to it, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, LinkedIn. There's Kyle Griffith at LinkedIn. Or just Google my name. You're going to find me in a couple different places. But uh, my website or on, on LinkedIn. Awesome. Thank, thank you so much for coming on, Kyle. It's always a pleasure. And I, I love the just the open candor we we have and the te- and the jokes and the the serious topic we can take on and and explore and and ultimately to help businesses and, and other leaders out there who are you know finding themselves in an interesting position and yes they can grow their business i think is a very encouraging message that we both have here yeah man we can do it man this it's a podcast like this this gives you inspiration there are people like you all across the world that are going through the same thing and you know get some mentorship get some people in your corner that can support you so thank you kevin i appreciate the opportunity and um looking forward to is it gonna be a third time i don't know they might not want me back after this right so we'll see <laughs> oh, i love it <laughs> but you might get tired of me by now but thank you so much for the opportunity to come back and and you know share and connect with you and your audience yeah, thanks everyone for listening to this episode and I hope uh, you feel encouraged about what, what you can do in your business and uh, look forward to the next topic, the next episode next uh, coming up. So. Yeah.